Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast. We'd like to thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to listen to what God is doing here in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. We hope today's message will be encouraging and uplifting to you. To learn more about Simple Church, maybe you'd like to be our guest for a service, please visit our website at www.simplechurchohio.com. There you'll find more information about us, location, service times, and even online giving opportunities. And now, here's today's message. be up front with you. I'm not a big Eagles fan at this time period. It's all about Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh comes in and he makes the Eagles what they were supposed to be, a rock and roll band, not whatever that was. Well, good morning. Uh, I got another caveat for you. At at first service, I had the opportunity to share with people that I've only preached uh, twice in like the last two years. And it's been a long time since I had preached before. This service, I'm going to say, I preached like 45 minutes ago. So this is the first time I've ever done two back-to-back. This could be interesting. It could not. Um, Well, my name's Tim Toole. I'm the Connect Pastor. Uh, My style of of bringing the word is a little bit different than what what normal sermons are like. Uh, I I prefer a little bit more of discovery. I prefer a little bit more of a participative uh, service, so I will be asking questions and know that for the most part they are not rhetorical. That, that you have the opportunity not just to answer them in your head and in your heart, but or with your words that, that you guys actually participating with, with what's going on here. I appreciate it. I like not being the only one that's, that's uh, actively participating in the sermon. So, know that that's what's coming. So the title of this song is Take It Easy. How does the chorus go? Can somebody share the chorus? One more verse. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy, right? We're good at that, aren't we? Our, our lives are, are so busy, and we are on the go so much that, that, that's, that that's often what we hear. That's what is often the, the, the focus of our mind, our heart. It's just going and going and going. And, and it's, it's hard to, to step back, that that constant pressure, that constant stress, that constant tension is, is really hard to step away and to take it easy. My family, we go uh, camping every year. We spend 10 days in the woods. And when we get there, it takes my wife about three days to be able to, sh- to shut down so that she can take it easy. The, the, the first two or three days of our vacation is, is still the stuff of, of back home, of the world, of her work, of, of, of the life and stresses that we have there. It just, it just takes a while for that to, to slow down so that we can get to the place where we can take it easy. Are you guys like that? Can, can you think of the last time that you took a break and, and, and what you had to do to kind of to slow down and, and to take it easy? It's, it, is, it is a challenge. It is, it is a, a freakishly hard challenge, but it shouldn't be. So this morning, we're going to actually we're gonna look at some verses that, 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 uh, that has Jesus speaking to some of those issues. If you have a Bible, take out your Bible. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. We'll get one into your hands, and it will be yours to keep. Um, we're going to be looking today at Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and read three verses. Got a hand up? I'm going to read three versions to you today. I'm going to read out of the ESV, which is up there. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Translation. 
Uh, one of the reasons that I do this is that, that uh, they all bring um, different aspects to the, to the point that Scripture is trying to bring across. And, and Scripture is so full that sometimes it's hard just to get it across with, with, with one verse. So we're going to read three verses. We'll go with this one first. Matthew 11, 20 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The New Living Translation says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Then the Amplified. The Amplified has a whole bunch of extra words in there to, to kind of give more depth of meaning to what's being said here. Come to me, all, who la- all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and re- relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, not hard, not sharp, not pressing, not, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Those are, uh, those are some amazing verses. And what we're going to do now is we're going to walk through those verses. I'm going to ask some questions, and we're going to answer those questions as we do uh, a discovery of, of this scripture here. And, and know that these questions that I'm going to ask are not super hard, challenging questions. In fact, you're going to be able to find most of the answers right up there. But, but these are questions to ask, because what can often happen is we'll just like blow right through scripture and say we read it. They're never taking the time to actually work with it, to walk with it, to, to, to let it change our heart, our mind, our spirit. So the first question here is a tough one. Who is speaking? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is speaking. Then Jesus said, so we know that it's he who is speaking. So the, so the next question we ask, because that's like, that one's that's an easy one, is who does Jesus say he is in these verses? Key words to, to what he's saying. It starts with I am. Can't hear you. Gentle. I am gentle, lowly in heart. Speak up. It's okay. <laughs> you won't be in trouble. I am gentle, lowly in heart. This this is going to be significant as we continue on. I'm not going to focus on it too much right now, but I want but I want us to, to be walking into these verses, knowing who's speaking and knowing who he says he is. This is Jesus speaking, and he says. I am gentle and lonely in heart. I am. I am gentle and lonely in heart. Next question. Who is Jesus speaking to? In these verses, who is Jesus speaking to? All who labor and are heavy laden. We'll, we'll put it in the context of the people at that time. The people at that time, the people that Jesus were speaking to, they were, were laboring and had this heavy, heavy burden put on them from the religion at the time. That, that at this point in history, uh, the, the heavy burden was, was maintaining the law. And all of the rules that were, were piled up on top of them. 
you know, you, you read through the Old Testament and you see the laws and you, and you hear even just the laws that, that, the, that the Pharisees kind of like added on to it in New Testament times. It's just, oh, cow, man, that is. It would be overwhelming to try to maintain that. You know, some, some of them were just insane trying to keep these laws. It might not be that much different for us today. As, as believers, as Christians, or those who are contemplating Christianity, that, that we might be overwhelmed by the things that we think that we need to do to come to Jesus, the things that we need to do to, to, to have salvation, that, that those burdens can be heavy. But also, we've got, we've got other burdens that we carry in, in our culture today. What are the burdens that you are carrying today? Work. Work. Children. Children. Stresses. Stresses. Finances. Bills. School. School. We could probably go on all morning long just listing one after the other of the burdens and the stresses that we carry. And, and, this, is, and this is the stuff that we, that we chase after. There, there, it could be circumstantial burdens, burdens that, you know, the, the Harris's were in a car wreck. It wasn't really their fault, but now they're carrying the burden of the aftermath of being in that wreck. Burdens could also be self-inflicted. Self-inflicted burdens of uh, the choices that we make, you know, the relationships that we, that we have, that we put ourselves in, the... The, the things that we do can cause burdens on us. You know, when we talk about bills and finances, we might think that our bills and our finances are, are a, a circumstantial burden, but, you know, we spent that money. And that's a self, it's often a self-inflicted burden. We have to, we have to take into consideration the, the burdens that, that we are carrying. Jesus is speaking to those who labor and are heavy burdened. He's speaking to us. He's speaking to us on, on a spiritual level, on a mental level, on, on, our, on a cultural level, how we live and walk. He is speaking to us. Is anybody not here? Who, who in this room, by raising hand, is one of those that are laboring with heavy burdens? You're one of them. You're one of them. The cool thing is, is Jesus is speaking to us. He's speaking to us. If there's one prefix that is used... Uh, that describes the state of affairs in the lives of most people. It's the, it's the prefix over. We're overwhelmed. We're overworked. We're overcommitted. We're overanxious. We're overmatched, overloaded, overextended. Our tanks are on low, and we are running on empty. Horrible Jackson Brown reference. <laughs> and it's hard to leave them behind. It's hard to leave that stuff behind because we just chase after it. We chase after it. So Jesus is talking to us today. So we know, what he, we know who's speaking. We know what, who he's speaking to. In these verses, we actually have a promise. Anybody know what the promise is? I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Now, in, in, a lot, in, in Scripture, there's a lot of promises. Not all the promises are for us. You know, be clear that not all the promises in Scripture are for us. Um, some of them are the, for the key people in certain times, that that's what the, you know, God made a promise to that person or that group of people, and that's how it played out. This promise is to those who labor and are heavy laden. This promise is for us. And every time I read this section of scripture, there's just this, uh, there's a little bit of a relief coming, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's for me, but I, but I want that rest. And there's, there's, there's relief in knowing that that might be coming. You know, right, right now, my mouth is, is horribly dry. And, and I've got this bottle of water in my hand now, and I can look at it. 
And I know what this is going to do. I know that when I drink it, it's going to, it's going to quench my thirst. I know I'm going to feel better. I'm, I'm probably, hopefully, going to be able to speak a little better. And there's relief in knowing that it's coming. There's relief in knowing it's coming. And that's the relief that we see there. When we read those verses, I will give you rest. Oh, I want that rest. And then we get it. And then when I get it, I am. I am at rest. I am feeling better. I am refreshed. I am rejuvenated. And this is the promise that Jesus is giving us here. Who here desires that rest? Anybody? desire it. We want it. We crave it. You know how bad we want it? We chase after other things to get it. We chase after other things. We we crave it so much that we'll go to a wide variety of other actions and opportunities to receive that rest. Jesus knows we want it. We know we want it. But you know what? Jesus says he's going to give it. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But there's conditions. There's conditions in these verses. There's actually something that we have to do to get it. What do we have to do? What's the, there's, there's two things that he shared. What's the first thing that we have to do to get it? That's the second thing. You're jumping ahead so What's the first thing? Come to me. Come to him. This is, this is the, the, the first condition to receive that rest is that we come to him. I'll be honest with you, that's not necessarily the first place that I tend to go. Where do you go to find your rest and relief? The beach? Vacations? To bed? TV? Music, food, drugs, sex, relationships, work, church. You know, God has, God has given us uh, creation for us to enjoy. And he will use these aspects of creation in that rest and relief. But when we take that creation and we make that the goal, when we make that the idol, then we've set aside uh, going to Jesus, and we've gone somewhere else. We've gone somewhere else. And really, all those, all those things offer up short-lived relief, short-lived joy, short-lived contentment. We have tons of places that we can go to, and we, and we, we just don't go to him first. Now, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I go to him first. If I'm dealing with a rough situation, I'll say, you know, Jesus, I'm here. I want your help. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Please, please give me the rest and relief. Okay, I'm going to go do this. And I walk away from him. My level of trust in him is not enough to actually stay with him. Then I can throw up that little prayer, give him the opportunity to take care of it, and then I snatch it right back, and then I head off and, and find it in my own place. Does anybody do that? <coughs> You might not even be thinking that you're doing it, but if you're not thinking about staying with Jesus, then I'm sorry, you're probably walking somewhere else. You're probably walking somewhere else. 
I stand here with a quick prayer and then run away because I'm not, I'm not trusting enough or, or maybe not expecting anything from God. Or maybe I'm, what I'm expecting from God is for him to say that i got to do something really, really hard. Something that I'm not going to like. Make some sort of sacrifice and have to do some sort of work. Do I want the rest that bad? Do I trust God enough that, that that's, what's gonna, that's what it's going to take to find that rest? He's called us to come to him. Come to him. So what's the second one? Sylvia. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So here's kind of that issue where, you know, I, I want to go to Jesus, but I'm afraid he's going to give me something too hard. Look, he even told me I'm gonna, he's going to put a yoke on me. Anybody know what a yoke is? You familiar with, with what a yoke is? What, how do you feel when you think about somebody putting a yoke on you? You're used to put them on oxen. Does it sound like a pleasant thing? What does it sound like you're going to have to do once you get a yoke put on you? You're going to have to work. You're going to have to carry. You're just going to be trudging through the mud, carrying even more burden. This is what Jesus is telling you he's going to put on. Take my yoke upon you. I think we have a misunderstanding of what a yoke is. You know, my thought of a yoke was, was just that. You know, do, do I want to be this oxen with this heavy thing on me, with some dude whipping me and telling me where to go? Um, that's, that's a tough concept to grasp. I don't think I, I want any of that. But if you look in the dictionary, how a yoke is defined. A yoke is a crossbar with two U-shaped pieces that encircle the necks of a pair of oxen, mules, or other draft animals working in a team. Working in a team. Now this, this can change the view of what's going on here. That, uh, that this, this depicts a, maybe a slightly different image. Take my yoke upon you. You can picture God the Father gently leading the team in front of him. And, and the team is us, me, and Jesus. You know, he's, he's the one who's paid our price. He's the one who's carrying our burden. He's asked us to walk with him. He's asked us to walk with him. And, and remember who he said he was. Remember who he said he was? I am gentle and lowly in heart. The yokes of the world are burdensome. The yokes of the world are burdensome. When we consider all the things that we've gotten ourselves into in the search for pleasure or more or stuff or happiness or contentment, it's, it's, just, it's just never ending. Satisfaction is just out of reach and we have to work harder harder for more and more and when it comes to the times that we that we can take it easy we just can't because we've got so much else going on in our head and our mind we're sitting here in service right now and there's the possibility that you're not even listening to anything that's being said it could be that you're on facebook right now or thinking about facebook you could be thinking about the plans that you have afterwards is the rain going to come did i roll up my windows do what, you know, what's on my calendar for the rest of the day? I've had so much stuff to do. How would you just stop talking so we can get out of here quicker? <laughs> but only because he's been here two services. <laughs> you know, we have a self-inflicted yoke of the world as we chase after other things. But Jesus said something's different with his. He said something's different with his that that the rest you find in him is, is different than the rest you're chasing around in the rest of the world. 
He says it's easy and the burden is light. And he's not saying this with like some sly grin, like Tom Sawyer getting somebody to paint, paint the fence for him. Oh yeah, paint the fence, it's tons of fun. You don't have a blast. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's, he's not saying that. He's not saying, come on, take my yoke upon you. It's going to be easy. <laughs> and then have him run us into the ground. That's, that's not what he's saying. I am gentle and lowly in heart. Take up his yoke. But there's, there's an extra component to that condition there. Right? It's not just take my yoke upon you. And learn from me. And one of the reasons that I brought up the three different translations is because they, they all bring a, a, a different aspect to the essence of that statement. So the ESV says, and learn from me. And, and the AMP version says, uh, take my yoke, uh, sorry, New, Life, New Living Translation, take my yoke upon you and let me teach you. Learn from me and let me teach you. This is the other condition. Is that he's, he's calling us into to a, a relationship with him as, as we learn from him. Now, now, what this is going to speak to is obedience. Because what he's not saying is, what you need to do is read a lot of stuff, go to a lot of conferences, show up to a lot of sermons, and take in as much information as possible into your head. That's, that's not what he's saying here. He's, he's expecting us to, to be a disciple, to be an apprentice, to follow after, to do what he's telling us to do. There was a, there was a Francis Chan illustration. I'm going to hopefully not murder it. Um, Say I ask my boy, I say to my boy, Aiden, you need to clean your room. And he goes, okay. And he runs off. And he comes back a couple hours later. He goes, hey, Dad, I memorized what you said. You told me, Aiden, you need to clean your room. I even learned it in Greek. I might even have some friends over later on today, and we'll do a study of what it would look like if I cleaned my room. <laughs> That's what a lot of us look at learning from Jesus is. True? That we, that we can go through God's word and we can memorize the verses and, and we can read and read and read, if we read and read and read, and, and we never totally learn because we haven't done. If I'm going to be an apprentice to a plumber, and I'm not only going to watch how a plumber works and learn how a plumber works, but at some point I'm going to have to plumb something if I'm going to truly learn. And this is what Jesus is telling us. Learn from me. We're called to watch him, to listen to him, and then move as he would move. That's what he's calling us to do. And we'll find rest there. So I think I still have time. I had time in the last service. Uh, this, this weekend I had... Uh, I hope what was an awesome opportunity to see that play out, to see that play out in my life. Um, Thursday afternoon, my daughter came home from playing with her friends. I asked her why she came home. She said, well, the girls was being mean to me and saying mean things to me. It's like, uh, you know, like a dad, a papa bear, protective dad. I was like, you know, I'm a little ticked off. And, and I walked outside, not to confront any kids, but I walked outside to get something from the car, and this little girl came up to the side of the car and wanted to talk to Rowan. And I checked in the car, and I said, you don't want to be here. Rowan's a little too mean and nasty for you to be playing with. And off she ran. And I'm a big dude. I have a sarcastic bent. I'm not necessarily the most gentle person. And 
And, and I made sure that's how I was that day. Um, <laughs> Friday, we got back from friend's house at like 10, 10.30 at night. We get inside and there's a knock on my door. And it was her dad. <laughs> it was her dad and he says, hey Tim, can I talk to you? I wanna, I wanna know about yesterday. And so I went out and I told him just what I told you. Yeah, and I said, you know, I apologize, that probably wasn't the right thing to do, but I did it. And, and I, you know, he said, okay, and then he went to walk off, and I put my hand out, shake his hand, and he walked off. And I walked back in the house, and he and I talked for an hour or so, but I'm like, oh, this sucks. You know, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this, but at the same time, there's an aspect of me that's like, but what do I have to apologize for? It was this kid that was doing the crappy thing. And granted, in that conversation that when I was telling him what I did, he was like, well, your daughter's no saying either. She was calling my daughter a crybaby at one point. Well, I appreciate knowing that. I can do something about that. But it, I had this weight on me now. I had this anxious burden of, oh, I'm probably supposed to do something. And Jesus has called us to humble ourselves. He's called, called us to humble ourselves, and when we've offended somebody to ask for their forgiveness. So I had this wonderful opportunity to ask for forgiveness. Yeah, it was really exciting. I was pumped for it. Not even close. Not even close. But I had the opportunity to bring my daughter along with me, too. And I told her, you know, if you're calling this girl names, you've got the opportunity to ask for forgiveness, too. So as we were walking towards the house, walking towards the house, I asked her, how are you feeling? And she said, I'm not feeling too good. I said, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not either, but this is, this is what Jesus is asked us to do. This is what he expects of us. And I said, remember how you're feeling right now, because we're going to talk about it afterwards. And we went in, we knocked on the door, and the dad opened the door, and, and I asked if, if the family was home. He goes, well, my wife's not, but my, mom, my mom's here. I said, oh, great. <laughs> okay. And then we go. So we have, we have the dad, the daughter, and his mom that, that we get to apologize in front of. And I told my girl, you watch me, I'll go first. And then you follow afterwards. And, and I apologized, told him I was sorry, told him I responded poorly, can you please forgive me? And I think they did, I'm not really too concerned about that. Because I did what I was supposed to do, right? I'm, I'm not in charge of how they react. And then my little girl did too. My little girl did too. And then the other girl did too, which was the whole reason for us being there in the first place. But <laughs> we, but we apologized. And then we walked out. And on the way home, I asked her, so how are you feeling now? She said, I'm feeling way better. I said, I am too. I'm still a little anxious. It's probably going to take a little bit to come down off this. But, but now we have this rest. You know? I, I, I went into this position of, okay, I'm feeling the weight, and I'm really not looking forward to this. That, you know, in your head, I know you've got this situation. It's not necessarily apologizing to your neighbor's dad because you crapped on their little girl. It's, but, you, but you've, got, you've, got this, you've got this in your head and your heart, right? You know the situations where, where you're carrying some burden, and you know you're supposed to do something. And when you don't, you continue to carry that burden or set it aside and it just weighs you down. And there's no 
rest from it. You may ch be chasing after rest for it. You might be going somewhere else to find relief from that issue. But Jesus has some pretty clear instruction. Come to me. Follow me. Do what I taught you to do. And you'll find that rest. I found that rest. You know, we got to trust him to do that. The reason that I brought up those verses is because of the amplified version. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Not just learn from me, but learn of me. He is, what, what's the song? Redeemer? What's the, what are the verses? Who's, who's singing the verses? Where's Kelly here? Yeah, we're the. That's who he is. Redeemer, healer, almighty, defender, savior. You are my king. We need to know him that way. We need to trust him that way. We need to understand him in a way that, that, we, can, that we can go and walk and do what he's asked us to do. Now, most of you guys don't know me. You know, I've got this, I've got this title of pastor, and for most of you, it's the first time you've heard me speak. The only reason that you have to trust me is primarily because Aaron said you can trust me. Right? But you guys don't know me. And you'll trust me as far as you can trust Aaron in saying that. But as you get to know me, hopefully you'll get to trust me more. As you get to build a relationship with me and me with you, that that, that level of trust and confidence grows both ways. It is the same way with Jesus. It's the same way with Jesus. If you don't know him, if you don't know of him, how are you going to trust him in the times where you have to? Just come to me. Come to me. Learn from me. Learn of find rest now let me be clear of stuff that he is not promising you he is not promising you an easy life he is not promising you that your finances are going to be cleaned up like that he is not promising you that your relationships are going to be healed overnight he's not promising you that you're going to be physically restored promising you rest. He's promising you eternal rest with him. And he's promising you rest now as you go through the trials and tribulations that you're dealing with on a daily basis. But he's the one that's going to get you through it. I didn't share this last verse, but I, I, I hear the verses, uh, uh, not verses, that people say that Jesus will never give you more than you can handle. It's malarkey. It's garbage. Jesus will never give you more than he can handle. That's different. If Jesus will never give you more than you can handle, well, then you can do everything without Jesus. Jesus will never give you more than he can handle. And if you know him, you know of him, you can trust in that. You can trust in that. So what do you need to do now? 
in light of who he is, who we are, and what he's told us to do, what do you need to do? Well, how do you do that? We got time because I told Kelly to come up when I had to wrap it up in five, ten minutes, and she's not up here yet. So, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> So this is where I have fun. All right, so in, in, your, in your head and in your heart, you should be thinking about these questions and not thinking about these questions from a professor perspective. That's a good question. You should be thinking about these questions about, wow, what am I supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? What can you do to, to learn of him more? Read the Bible. There's, you know, that's, that's just like the patty answer. Well, that, is, that is the answer. So how are you going to do that? What I hope you don't do is go home today and say, you know, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to read through the Bible in two weeks. I'm going to go home and I'm just going to suck it all up. I'm just going to eat it all up. And, you know, you'll start in Genesis, get through the second chapter and be like, yeah, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. You have to study it. You have to study it. Do you know what we just did today? How many verses did we look at today? Three. We looked at three verses. Do you remember the questions we asked of those verses? Who's talking? Who's he talking to? What did he promise? What does it say about God? That's a good question. What does it say about God? What does it say about us? What am I supposed to do about it? Those three questions is a proper Bible study of any scripture. You don't have to go to school to learn the deeper issues of theology to work through scripture. It's nice, it's fun, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. But you can ask simple questions. What does it say about God? What does it say about us? What am I supposed to do about it? And these verses, you can read scripture. Not only read scripture, but then look at it again. What am I supposed to do about that scripture I just read? Apply it. Apply it. Equip yourself to apply it, and then come up with just a you know come up with a specific come up with something specific to do with it. Don't just read it and set it aside. You will never do anything with it. We have too much information. He's called us to be obedient. He's called us to be obedient. He's called us to be a disciple. He's called us to be apprentices of him. And when we do, we'll see the three aspects of, of Simple Church's motto come out. Love God. Love others. Serve the world. He will show us how to do it. And he'll show us how to walk through the world, even with the stresses and trials that we have. To not be overburdened by them that we can walk in a way that is honoring to him and that glorifies him. And it will ultimately change the world. Not just change you, but change the world. Okay, Kelly. We'll take you now. So my focus right now is going to be the, the, the coming to Jesus. 
for those of you that have never known him, that have never come to him, that is what he's asking you to do. To come to him. He is Redeemer. He is Almighty. He is Savior. He is our King. And, and for most of this, if you're not a believer, stuff coming out of my mouth may just be garbage and sound foolish. But my hope is that God is speaking to your heart, your mind, your spirit. It's not. It's not foolish. Come to me. Come to me for the first time and, and get a taste of what this rest is that I promise you. If you've been a, a believer for years and years and decades and decades, why he's saying the same thing to you. Come to me. Come to me. You know me. You remember me. Trust in me, and I'll show you this rest. Coming to Christ is not a one and done kind of thing. In aspects, it is, but in our everyday life, it is not even close. Come to him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity to to look through your words. Hopefully to not just reflect on them, but have them change us so that as we move forward we are changed that we are different people not just because we came to simple church not because of the people here but because of of you because of your words because of your son the promises that you hold for us Father I, I pray is that we go out that these words resonate in our hearts and minds understand you better. We can we can not just learn what you would have us do, but we can trust you enough, trust you enough to know that that if we do it, you've got us. And there'll be rest that comes with it. But I pray that, that you give us a, a focus to look at the races and the things that we're chasing after the world to, 